The following program is sponsored by the Jelinski Advisory Group, which is solely responsible for its content. Josh Jelinski is the president of Wealth Quarterback, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm located in New Jersey. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm or its representatives by securities regulators, nor is it an indication that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Investment advisory services may only be provided to clients in jurisdictions in which the firm and its representatives are appropriately registered or exempt from registration. You should not assume that any discussion or information contained in this broadcast serves as the receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product, or any non-investment related content made reference to directly or indirectly in this broadcast will be profitable, equal any corresponding indicated historical performance level or levels, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation or prove successful. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Investment advisory services offered through Wealth Quarterback LLC. Tired of losing money in the stock market roller coaster? Frustrated with the government taxing you into oblivion? Worried about inflation? How do you prepare for so many financial uncertainties? Welcome to the show that will help you develop your game plan. The Financial Quarterback with Josh Jelinski. Josh is a noted financial advisor and president of the Jelinski Advisory Group. And he's here to answer your questions. Call into the show at 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. Now let's kick off your financial future. Here's Josh Jelinski. Good morning, everybody. We are live, taking your calls live, unscripted, uncensored, shockingly raw. We're here for you, taking your calls on this glorious day. And we got a lot to talk about, but I always want to hear from you folks. This is an open line edition of the program. We are live, unscripted, uncensored, shockingly raw. We're going to talk about tax loss harvesting, how to use volatility to your advantage, and the Fed's last rate hike coming at the July meeting, economists say, and how most of you three, four months ago were really, um, I, I don't know what would be a nicer way to say this, so I'm trying to think of a nice, polite way. You were very scared about the regional banking crisis. But of last month, investors are acting like it doesn't even matter anymore. So what say you? Do you believe the regional banking crisis is over? Recession fears are over? Happy days are here again? Or is this just summer complacency? I'm also going to tell you a theory I have called freefall and how... The market, the seven-year cycle, has seemingly been replaced by a two-year cycle. Now, Stan Harley would say, well, uh, that, 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 that's the 40-month cycle, the 38-month cycle, and it's been around for a long time. I get it. I get it. But it seems to me that about every other year, things get better, and then they get worse. And I'll go through that with the last five years intense waves of uh, complacency and exuberance like we're seeing the last month. I mean, I remember people calling the show saying, you know, we're going to go into a dark depression. The banks are going to shut down. This was just a few months ago, people. And then now they're like, oh, um, Dow 38,000. Now, we called that. A while ago, uh, but dark days, are they ahead or bright days? Well, usually history is won by the optimists. People who push ahead, they sort of keep their fears at bay, like our listeners. So folks, give us a call. We really want to hear from you. We're going to talk about tax loss harvesting. Tax loss harvesting is a solid strategy that many advisors use to help mitigate the bite that realizing capital gains can impose on clients in taxable accounts. 
When clients sell appreciated holdings, these gains can be offset in whole or in part by realizing losses on other holdings in the client's portfolio. While this can be a good way to try to minimize your tax bill, like any planning strategy, tax loss harvesting should only be done when it fits with your overall investing and financial planning strategy. Too many investors will say, I want to tax loss harvest, but then they don't really focus on capital preservation concerns or diversification concerns. So part of the discipline of financial planning, part of working with a fiduciary might be, what is your highest priority? Do you care about you know, diversification and capital preservation above taxes? So, Because sometimes you don't want to let taxes wag the dog. But sometimes you do. Really depends on you. So there are like three or four priorities that I see people when they're building a portfolio. Taxes. Loss aversion. Opportunity for gain. Let's be honest here. Are you greedy? Do you like to make money when others are making money? And you don't care if you're losing? You know, so different strokes for different folks. You might say, I want to make the most I can with the least amount of risk. Well, that's not exactly possible. So you have to kind of rank your priorities and call us at 888-988-JOSH. We'll score your top five holdings from a standpoint of risk, fees, and taxation. So we're going to give you seven issues to consider when doing the beloved strategy called TLH or tax loss harvesting. Number one, the wash sale rule. You don't want to run afoul of the wash sale rule. The wash sale rule states that an investor cannot purchase the same or substantially identical security as the one sold for a loss within a 61-day period of having made the sale. This includes 30 days prior and 30 days after the sale plus the day of the transaction. So you got to wait 62 days. Let's say you sell an S&P 500 ETF. You want to buy it back. You got to wait 61 days plus the day of the transaction. This spans not only the client's taxable accounts, but also activity in a retirement account, such as an IRA. The same security is fairly obvious. There are some different opinions regarding the term substantially identical. So for example, uh, company one has an S&P 500 fund. Company two has an S&P 500 fund. So use Fidelity, use whatever, Schwab. Well, you can look to buy other things that are not identical, but might track with the overall market, but you can't buy an S&P 500 fund. While there are no penalties for a disallowed tax loss via Washell, the loss of the tax deduction here can result in a surprise for you come tax season. Be sure to work with the appropriate experts in the firm you're with or externally to establish guidelines regarding replacement securities and avoiding violating the Washell rules. For example, we're happy to work with someone's accountant. And the time to do that is not like during tax time. It's right now. Number two, identifying replacement securities. When selling a holding to harvest tax losses, you will generally want to purchase a replacement holding for your portfolio. This can be important to maintaining your target asset allocation. Again, you will need to be cognizant of the wash sale rule. While selling and buying the exact same stock or ETF is clearly a violation, what does or doesn't constitute a substantially similar holding can be a gray area. For example, selling the Vanguard 500 index at a loss, then buying 
the S&P 500 by fidelity would most likely trigger the Washell rule. Selling the S&P 500 index and buying a total stock market index fund probably would not trigger the rule. Or there are like equal weighted ones. I'm thinking of a, a ETF called RSP instead of SP 500, although we're not recommending you buy or sell anything based on what you hear on our show. So give us a call, folks, 800-321-0710. We are live right now on Twitter Spaces. Taking your calls, you can follow us on Twitter, at your financial QB. Also, we're live on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button and make sure you subscribe to our podcasts. We are going to, the world is changing. The world is going more to podcasts. So if you, you know, wake up one morning and, you know, we're, we're going to have a lot of changes, we recommend you subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Google Play, or wherever podcasts are heard, Podbean. Yes, Jersey Jack and Hackensack, go ahead. Oh, this is G.I.G. No, Jersey Jack back in Hackensack, just a fact check. I hope God bless you and yours and your screeners. Anyway, I had questions about, you know, with the Ukrainian war, God helped them. And the money, the billions that are going over, and the money that's going over to $13 billion in New York City for the illegal aliens. And, and the election coming up, this political upheaval. How will this, you know, how will this continually affect the economy to the point where we're, will we be see a recession again? Will we see a run, which I hope not, because it's, uh, we've got to help American veterans. We'll talk about that and more when we return. Will the Ukraine war and the election cause a recession? We'll be back with Jersey Jack and Atkinsack. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, taking your questions all hour at 888-800-321-0710 is our listener call online. 888-988-JOSH gets you the free book, my free book. I'm going to give you a little present. 888-988-JOSH, retirement reality check, 888-988-JOSH. How will the Ukraine war and upcoming election affect the economy? Well, the Ukraine war has already affected the economy. It exacerbated the recession, exacerbated the supply chain. And we were in a basically a 20-month bear market in part due to the Ukraine war. It was really, in my opinion, the Ukraine war really made it a little worse, but really the the reason we're, we were experiencing a little recession or whatever you call this was the fear of interest rate hikes dampening the stock market. How will the upcoming election affect the economy? You know, I, I don't, I don't know. We're, we're going to hear next year. My personal take is we'll probably see the rest of the year rally and then next year will be bad. And, I don't necessarily think that's due to the election. It may be based on market cycles. What I mean by that is that every other year, it seems, 2019, good, 2020, bad. 2021, good, 2022, bad. 2023, good, will 2024 be bad? It seems like every other year, I don't know if we're becoming like a little mice scurrying about, but I think... We, we're having this boom and bust cycle. You know, there, there used to be the seven-year cycle, and Stan says it's still intact. So I don't disagree with him. And he also says there's this 38 to 40-month cycle. But what I see is about every other year, the collective zeitgeist media gets all hopped up. So maybe next year they'll say, okay, Ron DeSantis or... Donald Trump looks like they're going to win. And that will be the narrative of the market will spin out of control under the threat of a Republican takeover. You know, the, the media just, they don't really know what's going on in the economy. They search for a soundbite. So I, I don't believe the election will have much an effect on the economy. Now, if President Trump regains the White House or DeSantis wins the White House, Governor DeSantis I could see the market rally on the idea that happy days are here again, but that's going to be like, that'll affect 2025. That's sort of my take. 
Thank you, Jack, for the call. Next up, we have an email from a listener friend. Somebody has a moderate monthly income from Social Security and half of the spouse pension. Should I reinvest CDs upon maturity to other CDs versus the market? My risk emotional level is nil to none. You've helped me so much, and I'll also help others with info heard on your program. I am not greedy, just want to be comfortable. Well, when I get somebody who's very skittish about the market, I generally, and you're 70, you should maybe have 20 to 40% max in the stock market and 80 60 to 80% in cash, cash equivalents, CDs, fixed annuities, uh, treasuries, things that are very conservative. Now, I see you see CDs. Now, CDs are paying more interest rates right now. They're paying 5%. There's a problem about a CD that you may not be aware of, and that's the 1099 INT form. Yes, that's taxable interest to you. So if you put 100 grand in a CD, a few years ago, rates were 0 to 1%, so you made 1000 bucks in interest, not really affecting a widow or widower or somebody on a fixed income. But when you get 5000 of taxable interest, you know, on that same 100 grand, and maybe you have more than that in a CD, that interest is going to affect you. So that's one of the reasons why I believe tax-free municipal bonds, annuities, fixed annuities, or MIGAs, multi-year guaranteed annuities or fixed index annuities, are going to become more popular because then that you're not paying taxes on money you're not spending. So I would look at other options besides CDs. And we can show you all of your options at our special, what do I do with my fixed interest review? Call us now, 888-988-JOSH. We would love to help you navigate the crazy world of fixed interest investing. 888-988-JOSH. 888-988-5674. If you like our beloved uh, listener friend has a low risk emotional level. As Socrates is credited, Alex is, is a youngin. Did they go over Socrates in school? Did, did you read about Socrates? No. What are they teaching kids? Read Socrates. What are they teaching you? Now, now, Alex is a smart guy. He went to full sale as a young man, which full sale is like the the Harvard of videographers. So this guy is a sharp guy. What did they teach you in school? Um, just <laughs> businessmen and how to use a credit card, the basics. At college or high school? High school. That's not bad. They taught you some, some basic credit. Are you learning a lot being a part of the show a little bit? Most definitely. Actually, New York just came, or some state just came out with a basic financial literacy test. That's because Alex went to my alma mater, Lacey Township High School, Great, uh, great people in the district who meant, who really had good uh, motivations, nice teachers, kind of an old school district when I went there, you know. They still had uh, Mary and Joseph and the crash, you know, the nativity scene and Jesus at the town hall. Do they still have that at Lacey? They, they, they may have not, not even, they had that for a number of years. It's an old school town. Uh, we, I enjoyed growing up there. Um, but, you know, Socrates is one of the first philosophers. So you should read Plato's The Republic. And what you learn when you study philosophy is there has been no, no question that people haven't really asked that wasn't asked 5,000 years ago. Does that make sense? Like people say, oh, evolution. Well, we really haven't had any evolution mentally. And in, in fact, we've had devolution. So 
Socrates is credited with the quote, know thyself. And, and that would be an investing tip, right? You got to know yourself. If you're a nervous Nelly and you're going to call your advisor every day because you're watching CNBC, you're pulling your hair out, maybe you have too much money in the stock market. So you need to think about the most you can have in the stock market. Then, yes, the stock market since 1927, according to many estimations, uh, we're going to have an interview on next week with Larry Kotlikoff, and he talks about stock market of long terms average 9.5%. Yes, the stock market, if you're an average Joe or Jane, the stock market is the best game in town for those who want to buy and sell and never look back. But you also have to give account to your own emotional composition. So put in there what you are comfortable to lose, but realize that over 10 or 20 years, if you don't have some component to stocks, you will probably be losing to inflation. So that's why even for the most conservative investors, I would say 80% fixed income, 20% in the market, just so you have something growing with inflation. So do they talk about stocks in these business classes or no? Just avoid credit cards. They don't, they never talked about stocks. Never talked about stocks. So what about mutual funds or no? Nope. Saving 15% of your pay. Nope. No, no, no. I mean, there are some basic like rules of financial success that I would give to anybody. One is spend less than you make. <laughs> Save 15% of your income in the market in a low cost ETF. Look at building an emergency fund of six months of your living expenses. Stay out of debt, the credit card debt, which apparently was, was a tip they gave. So that's good. So, I mean, they're, they're becoming financially successful is not as hard as you make it. We were helping somebody this week a client's daughter who's now herself a client, she acquired, saved out up about a hundred grand uh, at the age of 30, 33, whatever it might be, uh, from a very basic uh, salary, average salary, because she's making whatever, 30 grand, she's spending 35, she's making 50 grand, uh, saving 15 grand a year, spending 35 grand a year, boom. She does that for 20 years, she's going to be a financial success. So you don't have to be an entrepreneur. Sometimes it's just being a disciplined saver. And then when you look to buy a house, this is a, a tip I'm going to give you, Alex, when you go buy the first house, buy a house from a bank. Buy a house, ugliest house in the nicest neighborhood that you can afford. You know, buy a bungalow, fix it up. You know, there are, uh, I told a, a listener friend that, uh, from your, your very own hometown, said, buy a little beach bungalow in the pines, you know. And they did, and it's probably worth double what it was when they bought it a few years ago. So kind of getting in the game of home ownership earlier, because then that's how you build equity. So there are a lot of good kind of blocking and tackling of financial tips. Uh, Jim, thank you so much. So we have... Jim's doing a great job for us. He, he renovated the office headquarters, which I invite all of our listeners to come meet with us in beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey. You get to meet Jim. Yes. Although Jim is doing dress down <laughs> Saturdays. Jim, you got to wear a tie. Uh, not, not on Saturday. <laughs> Monday through Friday. That way when, when clients come in, they can see you in your beautiful tie. And outfit. So Jim uh, renovated the office single-handedly. Well, there were other men that helped, but he used some muscle, but he was the brains behind the operation. And I gave him a task. I said, you can do this in a week. He said, yes, I can. And he did it. So I'm amazed that he did it. And uh, thank you. Our clients, thank you. So we renovated our office 
in Tom's River, New Jersey. So if you want to meet with us, maybe you're going down to the Jersey Shore, make a beautiful weekend of it. Um, you know what I'm amazed by? Summer vacations have gone up in price. And we went on a beautiful trip. Everybody wants to hear about my trips. Uh, I sometimes don't tell everyone about all my, you know, excursions till after they're done because I don't want the paparazzi there. <laughs> no. So um, I'll talk to you about our latest trip to Prince Edward Island. Really good. And because Trudeau or whoever is sending the Canadian economy into a tailspin, you can get really cheap discounts to Canada. And Canada was lovely this time of year. I was, I was shocked how beautiful it was. The air was clean. The sands were red, like red cliff beaches. Beautiful. It was like Mars meets Maine. When we return, this is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, taking your calls live, 800-321-0710. Give us a call. Tune in to the financial quarterback, Josh Jelinski, this weekend and learn how to protect your financial future in a down economy. Josh and his team at the Jelinski Advisory Group can help you lower your taxes and lower your risk in these uncertain times with a 27-point checklist designed to improve your financial health. Whether you're worried about runaway prices, fear of an upcoming recession, or a stock market meltdown, tune in to the financial quarterback and count on Josh Jelinski to call the play. For a free copy of Josh's book, The Retirement Reality Check, call 888-988-5674. That's 888-988-5674. Or visit Jalinski.org. That's J-A-L-I-N-S-K-I dot org. Okay, we're back. So I don't know if it's Justin Trudeau. I don't know if it's worries of the Canadian fires, but man, you can get a really good deal in Prince Edward Island this time of year. Um, Airbnb and a little tip for finance. When you see an Airbnb and the owner is listing their price, eight fifty a night, say, do you mind if, uh, I'm sorry about the last minute request, but would you take 400 a night? And sometimes they'll take it and give offers to 10 different landlords. And you'll be amazed. Some will take your lowball offers and you can get some stellar deals last minute. So many of you are retired who listen to the show. Like you don't have to plan four months out for vacation. You, you take that week off. Tell your friends you're going somewhere, but you don't know yet. And it's like playing chicken. You know, the old game where you drive and somebody else drives right into you and then you veer off the road first. What you do is you give 10 offers and you take those 10 offers and sometimes you even Google the house that you're looking at staying because they'll have an Airbnb price a vrbo price but if you go private outside of airbnb or vrbo it's a discounted price um so there's a lot of uh, good deals to be had right now in canada i don't know if people thought you know jim brought up the point forest fires but we didn't get it with any i mean there was no the 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 skies were blue the sands were a pure you know, powdery, sugary, like brown sugar consistency, red texture. It was something out of a movie. Deserted beaches with dune cliffs. It was lovely. It was... No, Prince Edward Island was lovely this time of year. Cavendish was... Or Cavendish, as they say in... Eh? Um, however... You know, so you could go and people stayed in campgrounds. It was really lovely. So if you're looking for a, I should be paid by the Prince Edward Island Tourism Council. I loved it. I mean, 
it was like the best of Maine, the Jersey Shore, North Carolina, and like the upper peninsula of Michigan. I've never been, but I heard it, you know, it's sort of like that. And even a bit of Hawaii for some strange reason. Beautiful yellow fields of gold. It was a dream. We took our daughters there as a late Christmas present because they always wanted to go see Anne of Green Gables. And even if you're not into Anne of Green Gables, hey, I want to read the books and I had no interest. You see the beauty. So basically, L.M. Montgomery put this whole region on the map. Nobody knew how beautiful Prince Edward Island was until she wrote Anne of Green Gables. And I've been to Canada before. I've been to Banff. Banff was lovely. A little too cold, personally. I mean, you know, maybe if you're into skiing or into like going to the Poconos or the mountains, it was beautiful. But Prince Edward Island was nice because although the water was cold, the air was very warm. So you didn't mind. Now, maybe it was when it was a heat wave or something. And apparently it's not really in the Atlantic. It's in the Gulf of St. Lawrence. So the water is a little bit warm, you know, much warmer, let's say, than Maine. So really just a a lovely time. So may I commend that to you if you're looking for summer vacation ideas. And, uh, you know, you know, let us know. Uh, also, call us right now with your financial questions. 800-321-0710. Holy moly, listener writes, uh, the one who I answered before... Uh, I forgot about high CD interest affecting me. Tax brackets and even Irma will speak to account about selling some stuff with a taxless harvest. I have annuities already. I had to laugh. 40% of the market and 60 to 80% fixed. I'm 20% in the market, 30% annuities, and 50% in CDs. We may want to look at reducing the 50% in CDs because of the tax hits. Um, we're going to go to the listener friends at 800-321-0710 if you have a financial question for us. And folks, in a rare giveaway, I'm going to give away my book. My book's normally valued at $14, 15 a copy. Go to Amazon. How much is Amazon listing my book now for, Jim? It's called The Retirement Reality Check. And we give tax-sensitive uh, investing ideas. We give ways uh, to lower taxes in these uncertain times, ways to lower risk in these uncertain times. Though I'm not a CPA, give us a call. 888-988-JOSH. It's like 13, 14 bucks on Amazon. You can buy the book or you can get it for free by calling us right now. 888-988-JOSH and scheduling your free 45-minute review. Go ahead, Gordon. You're on with Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Uh, yeah, yes, sir, Josh. Good morning. Uh, I understand that in the near future, there's going to be an attempt, the start of an attempt, by a coalition of countries to establish a reserve uh, currency that's not uh, uh, the United States dollar as a reserve currency. Uh, I wonder what you've uh, heard about and, and think about this. There's a shocking cabal out there of countries looking to dismiss or derail or depeg world trade transactions from the U.S. dollar. Is Gordon right? Is there an alternate reserve currency? Well, my answer is a little more complicated. I've said this before. I'm worried that U.S. trade... According to some estimates, the U.S. dollar used to account for about 40, uh, 80% of all uh, transactions. Now it accounts for 60%. Although 15% of that number, somebody said, is like the euro. So I am worried that the U.S. is losing steam as a global trade partner. I am definitely worried about that. Although I don't believe that we will wake up and one day see that the U.S. dollar 
is zero or worthless. It'll be more like the British pound. The British pound sterling was the world reserve currency. How many years ago? 150 years ago? 200 years ago? It is no longer the case now. Such will happen with the U.S. dollar. Some will say Bitcoin will will rise. I think it will be more of what I call, remember the Balkans? It will be balkanized. So some will like the dollar. Some will like the yuan. Some will go for the euro. uh, And the dollar will lose less steam. That's why I think, I don't think you should, even if you're older, have all of your money in cash, 20% in the market, and let's say 80% in short-term treasuries might be a better option or 80% in fixed products or a blend of that with that 20% stock component. And if you're really worried about the dollar, you know, 5% in gold, 10% in gold, 20% in stocks, 70% in more fixed assets. You know, you gotta, you gotta kind of, that's what asset allocation is, right? It's not just something financial advisors say. It's because we don't know exactly whose vision of the future will win out. I hope that helps you, Gordon. Any other questions on that? Uh, No, no, uh, well, um, so you don't expect, say, any uh, commod, any particular commodity like gold, for instance, to uh, 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 have a, a gigantic uh, price uh, uh, change of some sort. No, I think gold. I mean, you know, I've been, I was, you know, telling people gold would hit two thousand when nobody wanted it. Uh, I forget what the price was when I made that call. I mean, you've been listening for years. I think gold will eventually be $3,000. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I, I, But I mean, when? Five years from now? Ten years? Nobody really knows. And I could see it go down before it goes up. You know, I think cycles apply to gold as well. You know, so we've been hovering around this 2000 mark for a while. So do I believe gold is a good... Asset allocation play, yeah, if you want to have 5 or 10% of gold, I have no problem with that as a hedge against these things. But realize that gold might be 2000 bucks five years from now. You know, it's just the nature of gold. It's kind of plodding along. It's insurance against the money supply. But I don't necessarily like, you know, these radio ads where people are really worried about they're using the fear of the u.s dollar losing steam as an impetus for you to buy high commission gold you can buy very low commission proxies for gold uh there are etfs now that even are low fee and are convertible to physical gold if you want it without holding it so we can talk to you about that at 888 988 Josh. So give us a call, 888 988 5674, if you want the free book. And thank you so much, Gordon, for the call. Folks, if you want to talk to me live with any of your questions or comments, call me now, 800 321 We are live on Twitter. What is my Twitter handle? I'm a twit at your financial QB. Follow me on Twitter. We're live on Twitter. We are also on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We are also on, what else are we on? We're on everything. YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Give us a call, 888-988-JOSH for the free book, Retirement Reality Check. I'll be asking another beloved listener friend, ask me a question about Kramer. Not Kramer from Seinfeld, but Kramer of Stock Kramer. Uh, We'll talk about her question about the NASDAQ rebalancing. By the way, I talked about this on my live show last Sunday, but my beloved listener friend probably didn't listen to that live show. NASDAQ is rebalancing. The seven highest valued stocks will take a significant loss. They're talking about. Uh, we'll talk about, is there any credence to that when we return? Now, you got to be a client to get this offer. 
I found Savannah Banana tickets. You might say, what are the Savannah Bananas? They're the hottest ticket in town. If you go to StubHub, uh, they are reselling for like 250 bucks. Did you know this, Jim? No. Do you even know who the Savannah Bananas are? No, I maybe, don't. Maybe you're too old. Are you familiar with the Savannah Bananas, Alex? No. They're a very popular minor league team. A guy named Jesse and his wife. Jesse Cole bought the Savannah Bananas. They mortgaged everything they had to buy it for about a million, two million bucks. Went broke, slept in the stadium, him and his wife. And now the team is probably worth a billion dollars. They are selling out at nearly every, every minor league ballpark. They're going to be in Staten Island uh, August 11th, August 9th. So we have Christopher Meyer hosting August 9th. Jim will host one of those days just because people are going to want to see his beautiful face, maybe. Uh, August 11th, I'll be going to the Savannah Bananas. Uh, we get to, you know, with our clients. So if you're a client and you want the Savannah Bananas uh, event for you and a guest, you're eligible to bring uh, family and friends this is a client-only event, Savannah Bananas. And you might say, I, I want to become a client. I, I want an advisor who does those nice things for me. Well, call us at 888-988-JOSH and request a free review. You don't have to become a client to get the free review. So call us uh, before, I, you know, uh, before they go away. Uh, we're offering it to our clients. So Staten Island event and a... Trenton, New Jersey event, listener appreciation, uh, client appreciation, not for listeners. The listener offers are, we have some guy, David said he called, we mailed him a free book, and now he wants another free book. Well, folks, you know, one book per listener, uh, you know, we're, we're not a library, it, it was something nice, I, I was just mailing you a book, if you want to become a client, uh, that'd be great, or you could buy my book. But the offer of a free book is contingent uh, today on requesting a 45-minute wealth strategy session. I mean, you could talk to us for 30 minutes if you don't want to talk that long. Let us get to know you, your financial concerns. Um, otherwise, we'd be happy if you bought the book at uh, retirementrealitycheck.com. Okay. Uh, BRICS, the rise of the BRICS currency, a shift away from the dollar as default, according to Fortune. In August of 2023, South Africa will host the leaders of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, a group of nations known as the BRICS. Among the items on the agenda is the creation of a new joint BRICS currency. This is why our politicians are feckless. If I was the Secretary of State right now, I would say India, Brazil, you want to talk to the Chinese and the Russians about forming your own currency? We're done. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hit a tariff on you. Now, that's protectionism. So it usually doesn't work. But you know what? we got to be bold here. We're in the middle of a, of a Ukraine war, Russian aggression. If you partner with the Russians or the Chinese, now i got news here. I know some of you listen to Fox News or Tucker or this person, that person, and they like the Russians for, or they have some affinity for the Russians. I don't know why you have affinity for the Russians. I'm Ukrainian. You know, Ukrainian relatives, we're, we're like a peaceful, loving people. It's like, it's like Polish people. You know, we always get taken over. We're in the middle of everything. They get, you know, uh, they didn't do anything wrong. And well, they just want to, be able to live without being taken over by the Russians. Now, there's, I, I get it. Geopolitics is more complicated than that. But, I mean, we've been a year and a half into this war, and for, the, for India and for South Africa and for Brazil, I get China. China and Russia always play us off. You know what? Let's slap a tariff on their goods. Let's stop buying cheap Chinese crap and bring manufacturing back home, right? I mean... We got to be creative here. So I, I don't care what these bricks, but I will tell you, you know, it's clickbait. How long will the dollar last? 
you know, will it last? I don't know. But I will tell you, I, I think some of it is due to the feckless leadership we have. You know, I don't I don't hear Republicans talking about this. I mean, you heard Trump, you know, when he was, you know, sticking it to the Canadians on some milk thing or the French or NATO. But I mean, other than that, you really don't hear. Uh, and, and I don't like but South Africa, South Africa is hosting the leader de-dollarization momentum. This, by the way. So in one sense, I don't want to worry you. But in another sense, I think this should be the biggest issue of the 2024 presidency. When the dollar loses its power in the world, your dollars will become worth less. That's why bread is so much. That's why you buy, I bought a bag of chips from Costco, right? So you think you're buying a big thing of chips? It's still small. It's like the old school chips that were, and it's like $7 for like this much of like, you know, some organic chip uh, that should cost about half that price and did five years ago. So what's the difference? Inflation, but it's not just inflation. It's de-dollarization. So that is why you should invest in things beyond just the dollar, in beyond just cash and CDs. And it does concern me, de-dollarization. But I don't want you to be freaked out like you're going to wake up and we'll all, all of a sudden have Fed now. And, you know, your dollars will be worth less. They'll be worth less over time. And that's already happening before our very eyes. So... What do you do? Call us at 888 josh And regardless of party, Democrat, Republican, uh, RFK is talking about making the dollar a little stronger. So if, if it can be a bipartisan issue, because it really has nothing to do with Democrat or Republican, it's not red, it's not blue, it's green. So the BRICS currency is on the rise, according to Fortune. You know, they want to create a new thing similar to the euro, which, by the way, that that worries me more than anything, because the reason why the the dollar went from about 80 percent to 60 percent that a lot of people talk about Peter Earl among them is the euro wasn't that people were that worried about the U.S. It's that European nations de-pegged a little bit for dollars and the euros. So the idea is that. Um, and this is from Michelle Papa of Tufts University. Let's get her on, Cal. Uh, basically, from BRICS vision to reality. So it is a, uh, it's kind of a vision of the euro. But I don't know why we're not saying, as the U.S., we are going to strengthen free trade. This is why NAFTA... And this is where I was a critic of some things that Trump was trying to do. We need to strengthen free trade among our partners, among the NATO allies, among Canada, among Mexico, among South America, among uh, the Asian Pacific Rim. You know, we should have a very wide free trade network because when goods flow freely, uh, that that breeds uh, less uh, costs of goods. It breeds cheaper labor costs for U.S. manufacturers, which leads to cheaper goods. I mean, that's why we have what you know, cheaper TVs now, things like that. When you start slapping tariffs on things, generally not a good thing. So I, I was kind of kidding with the tariff slapping on India or Brazil, but I think you know we need astute politicians. And a lot here. So give us a call, 888-988-JOSH. I got an article here. California is going to drop a liquidity bomb on the stock market. I don't know. You know, a lot of these things are what calls clickbait, right? So, you know, you might be from a different time where Walter Cronkite gave you clickbait, but he backed it up with fact. 
We no longer live in the Walter Cronkite era. You may not like Walter Cronkite. I'm just using that because you know, that's who people think of. Um, a lot of what you see on the internet, even from reputable publications like Fortune or this magazine or that magazine, is to get you to click. And then it's something a little bit more measured. Like rise of the BRICS currency. Well, did they really shift? No, they're just talking about it. So 88% of international transactions are still conducted in US dollars, according to Michelle Papa. And the dollar is accounting for 58% of global currency exchange reserves. That number I remember like a year ago was 60%. So that's what I'm worried about, like 60, 58, next year is 56, then the year after is 54. And we wake up and, you know, the, the dollar is just like the euro or the, the, the pound sterling. Like, I don't, I don't have any desire for euros. Do you, Jim? No. You know, I want a euro. I want to, you know, so I want the dollar to be strong. So RFK is kind of leading the charge on the left, even though he's kind of a fringe candidate. So maybe it becomes like how Bernie Sanders led to Obamacare. Maybe RFK will lead to some type of momentum on both sides to get a stronger currency or really fiscal discipline. So folks, what does all this fiscal undiscipline mean? It means that taxes on your IRAs may go up. So call us today for a free, what do I do with all my IRAs and 401ks reviews? Many people do not realize that Uncle Sam is your partner. Call us at 888-988-JOSH to see how you can diversify from a tax perspective on your IRAs and help yourself in these uncertain times. The preceding program was sponsored by the Jelensky Advisory Group. Any awards, rankings, or recognition by unaffiliated third parties or publications, including five-star wealth manager, advisory of the year finalist by senior market advisor, and top of the million-dollar roundtable are in no way indicative of the advisor's future performance or any individual client's investment success. No award, ranking, or recognition should be construed as a current or past endorsement of Josh Jelinski or Wealth Quarterback, LLC. Information regarding specific awards, rankings, or recognitions is available on the Wealth Quarterback website at Jelinski.org. All investment Strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Investment strategies such as asset allocation, diversification, or rebalancing do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. There are no guarantees that a portfolio employing these or any other strategy will outperform a portfolio that does not engage in such strategies. This broadcast should not be construed by any client or prospective client as a solicitation to affect or attempt to affect transactions and securities or the rendering of personalized investment advice. Due to various factors, including including changing market conditions, the information discussed in this broadcast may no longer be reflective of current positions or recommendations. While information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, Josh Jelinski and Wealth Quarterback do not guarantee its accuracy, and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. The tax and estate planning information discussed is general in nature, is provided for informational purposes only, and should not be construed as legal or tax advice. Listeners should consult an attorney or tax professional regarding their specific legal or tax situation. Investment advisory services offered through Wealth Quarterback, LLC.